Are you ready to get informed and inspired? This is the Homeschool Hope Podcast, where you are introduced to the people and the products to equip you for your homeschooling journey. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, are just getting started, or haven't even started yet, this show will give you the hope in the future of home education. The Homeschool Hope Podcast number 007. Today's episode is going to be an interview with Kirk and Shara Anderson. But before we do that, I want to introduce our affiliate focus for today, and that is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is a great asset for all homeschoolers. Why would you want to be a part of that? Well, just recently in a county neighboring our own here in Virginia, in Goochland County, uh, there was an issue where the uh, where the school board was trying to require 14-year-old and older children to file an affidavit of their intent to homeschool under the religious exemption as they were trying to provide some greater restrictions on homeschool and provide some accountability for that for those who are uh, in Virginia, which is uniquely a religious-exempt state. And uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association was contacted, and they were able to write a letter to the school board, as well as show up at the hearing and provide both an education to those that were there, as well as the school board regarding the laws here and how they relate to the homeschooler and the rights of the homeschooler and be able to defend them uh, very, very well. And so you have at your resources at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association great attorneys that are able to stand by your side, defend you so that you can not have to worry about all the legal issues, but instead you can just homeschool your children. And that's why you need to be a part of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association if you are not already. The best way to do that is click on the banner on the homepage, which is the homeschoolhope.com. You'll see a banner there. Uh, or you can uh, click on the show notes. There will be a link there at the bottom of the show notes as well. So check out the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited today because uh, I have with us uh, two special guests. Normally we just have one, but today we have two, Kirk and Shara Anderson. And uh, Kirk is a 1999 graduate of the University of Northwest St. Paul, Minnesota. He has uh, 12 years of experience with marketing, web design, and computer-related specialties. He has worked in a variety of areas of business, including marketing, web and graphic design, accounting, mechanical, HVAC design, information technologies, and so forth. And uh, Shara is a 2000 graduate of Northwestern College. I'm assuming you guys met there. You might have to tell that story. But uh, And she's a licensed teacher. She is Kirk's biggest supporter, and her technical specialty is quality assurance. She reviews everything with an eagle's eye to make sure it meets close, high standards. Hopefully you won't do that with uh, anything I write because uh, – I'm not an expert in anything, but um, they have been happily married since 1988, and they have five children, of course. They homeschool. So welcome. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well, I have a couple quick quick uh, uh, corrections. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we have not been married since 1988. Uh, I was in seventh grade in 1988. <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> 1988-98 is what I have in my paper, but I don't have my glasses on. So. <laughs> That's good. I appreciate the correction. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, I think Shara was probably in, in uh, like, mm-hmm. fifth grade at, at that point. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a little young, even for homeschooling families. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, uh, I've talked a little bit about you, but why don't you go ahead and explain a little bit further about um, maybe you, uh, your family and a little bit about yourselves personally. Sure. Well, I guess I can start. Uh, uh, like, uh, Steve said that, uh, my name is Kirk Anderson and, um, 
we we live in a in a small town in uh, western Wisconsin. Um, it's about 2,500 people, uh, but we are just about an hour outside of the Twin Cities, um, the St. Paul, Minneapolis metropolitan area, and that's where we both kind of grew up. Um, we moved to the to the country because we wanted some space, and uh, that was before we had kids. Uh, so when we moved out here, it was about 12 years ago, and we had just um, we've been married for a couple a uh, few years, but not uh, no kids. And so when we got out here, um, we bought a, a, a hobby farm and um, and just uh, 20 acres, and just really enjoyed the country. Um, and then in 2004, we started um, having children. Um, at before that, my wife was a school teacher in one of the districts um, in Minnesota, and um, our dream was to, to homeschool for various reasons. That was just something that was on our hearts. And uh, so once we started having kids, um, we started pursuing that a little bit further with uh, some homeschool conferences and, um, and that type of a thing. But allowing ourselves to be in this rural environment has been kind of neat because it's allowed us to um, do more with homeschooling and uh, be be able to experience some of the natural parts of um, living in the country and integrating that into our, our schooling with our kids. Uh, mostly I have to give credit to my wife that uh, she's definitely the, the person that does the majority of, of homeschooling but she's my biggest supporter in that she allows me to be self-employed and um, and work. Um, and, and so that allows us to, to do this uh, dream that we've had. Um, and we currently have five kids. Our youngest is just uh, not even four months yet. Um, and he's uh, rocking in the chair next to us and the other <laughs> four are uh, in the room. So hopefully it'll be quiet enough to do the interview. Yeah, well, if it's not, we'll understand because uh, both of us are homeschoolers. I'm locked in my closet right now. Hopefully my kids don't interrupt me. So <laughs> that's kind of the way it is when you're real-life podcasting. <laughs> so very good. So uh, you're on a farm, but I, I read on your web page that uh, you don't have any animals yet. Have you updated that? Have you got some more animals now or no? Uh, yeah, I don't know when that was. We we have a dog and a cat, and that, <laughs> okay. uh, that's probably enough for us at this point. Um We've had the dog for about two years, and uh, the cat kind of adopted us. Uh, we can't get rid of it, so we started feeding it, and now it's it's here. So, all right, very <laughs> but, good. Now, did y'all meet at the University of Northwestern? Uh, actually, we met at um, a community college, and that was the year previous to both of us going to Northwestern in a um, in a club that was in the community college and. Um, we started dating at the community college, um, and there's two main Christian colleges in St. Paul. Uh, there's Bethel University and the University of Northwestern St. Paul, and uh, we both uh, decided on Northwestern, and um, and that's kind of the rest of just history there. So. Okay. Very good. Well, I appreciate being on, and um, one of the reasons I had you on, of course, is because uh, of your website. We're going to get to that in a little bit, the uh, familylegacymedia.com. And um, 
you'll have a chance to talk a little bit more about that. But what I want to do right now is just talk a little bit about your homeschooling journey. Uh, first of all, what made you decide to homeschool? Well, I think I I always wanted to homeschool, and I think the earliest memories I had about it was growing up in church and just the neatest homeschool family um, in our church. I remember sitting behind them or being in the nursery with some other kids and um, just thinking what a neat family they were and seeing how connected they were and that kind of thing. Um, so it was just always in my heart to want to do that. And then um, I went on and got my education degree and I taught for several years in the public system. Um, so I'm not anti-public education, um, but just for us, it, it was such a natural fit. Why not? I have the education degree, not that you need one to homeschool by any means, but um, I already have it and we want to spend more time with our kids. So what a great way to do that than to than to be um, at home educating them. So I don't I don't know where that started for you, Kirk. Um, he also has um, siblings that homeschool as well. So um, it wasn't some crazy weird idea from his family either. Yeah, I think uh, I I didn't have the desire to send my kids to school when they called and said, Hey, we have 4K in in our district and the idea of sending a four-year-old off to school just it almost hurt to think about you know all the lost time that we would have with our kids and so um so we stopped at that point um and we knew that we wanted to homeschool but the you know at 4k we said no way we're not going to do that and then when kindergarten came and they said okay you know you want to register for kindergarten at that point um we made a decision that that wasn't going to happen and we were going to start the homeschool process. Um, and even now, as I think of sending my 10 year old to school, there's so many things that we experience with him here that I just, I know he would have a fun time. He's a sports, just a sports nut. And, and so that's going to be a tough trial because he wants to do all the school sports. And right now we can, because it's, uh, it's like extracurricular out of community ed stuff. But once he hits that high school year, that's going to be our challenge is, um, you know, he really is a sports guy. But uh, I just couldn't see myself sending my four or five, six-year-old off to go for a full day and miss out on all those opportunities. So that's what solidified it for me was I just miss my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds very similar to our situation. My wife was a certified teacher and taught kindergarten for uh, three years, four years while I was going to seminary. And um, when we decided to homeschool, it was primarily because we looked around at the families that did homeschool and we said, I want our families to look like that. <laughs> and so uh, we, we jumped on board as well uh, with that. We've got uh, one son who is uh, avidly, in, well, two sons actually, they're avidly into sports. And uh, we've got the same situation where uh, they're coming upon high school and um, they're not going to be able to play. Uh, the same kind of competitive level unless they do some kind of travel team or whatever, and then it just breaks up the family. So we haven't decided on that yet, but uh, very good. So uh, you start, I think, maybe to mention this a little bit with some of the opportunities you had, but um, why don't you, first of all, I know homeschooling is never as, um, you know, without problems. <laughs> and so why don't we start by talking about a situation you encountered or a problem you encountered in homeschooling that uh, was a real challenge for you all and then how you overcame that. 
Um, I think mine, it's, it's just the, I think mom and guilt can be synonymous. So th- I think for me, um, there's, I think every mom, um, whether they homeschool or not, struggles probably with guilt. Um, but then homeschooling can add this whole other layer to it because you're almost, as soon as people find out you're, you're homeschooling, um, you feel like you're in this other bracket of like, well, are your kids winning the national spelling bee? What's, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on? Um, and so that has been tricky for me as I've had to really release that and release, um, making sure I'm not trying to pattern my kids or myself or trying to um, put Kirk in a box about this is what a homeschool family should look like and this is what we should be and we should be like this other family or we should, Mm -hmm. you know, do what they say here that, no, we don't, you know, we don't have our kids in school so we can be out of the box, so don't put yourself in a different box. Um, And really that just comes down to the Holy Spirit's leading and, and allowing your kids to be who God's created them to be, allow Kirk to be who he is and me to be who I am. And so for me, honestly, that's just still an ongoing process um, and kind of sometimes a daily give back of we can look different. Um, and the face of homeschooling really is changing anyway, um, and it looks really different than it maybe used to, too, but still just not, um, yeah, just not putting ourselves in a box and being, because our family is going to minister in ways that another family can't, and we can't minister in ways that another family might. So just letting go of that and let God work through us the way he wants to. Yeah, that's really good. I think you probably struck a chord with a lot of people there. There's a lot of pressure to conform, even within the homeschool society, you know, homeschool community Mm -hmm. to conform. And uh, one of the reasons why we do homeschool is so that we can be uniquely our own family. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's good that um, you were able to absorb that and work through that. Now, uh, let's switch gears now and talk about a success story. Um, what have you seen a, as a, a way of uh, maybe your children excelling or being able to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to do or something like that? Well, I think uh, one thing I've noticed as the, the dad um, in comparison to how I grew up going to public school, uh, my kids have a, a hunger for the word mm. and um, part of our studies includes Bible time and Shara will spend a, a, a large chunk of time reading through different parts and she can talk about curriculum and things but but many times when I'm getting ready for work and they're in the midst of their beginnings their their schooling she's reading directly from the Bible mm-hmm. and um, and between that and uh, some of the programs that they're doing with memorizing from church, they are just just lit up about memorizing scripture, and that's that's something that I never had as a as a kid, um, but uh, certainly not at school. You know, you'd never see that. But that's we, we've been able to integrate some really powerful stuff that's sticking with our kids into our curriculum, and it's transformational, you know, when you start seeing the kids come out with their own ideas about right. what that means to them. And, and so that to me is a success story. And we just, uh, we just had a, a kind of an impromptu meeting a couple of days ago with the kids because I've been going through some curriculum on my own for my business. And, 
and and I just laid out, you know, what does God want to do in our family, and what is, what is He trying to teach you, and how how can we um, how can we do something with including God where He can show Himself really powerfully. Mm-hmm. Two things stood out. My my one uh, son said that he wants to um, go to Africa, and mm-hmm. he's he's just got a heart for for um, like a mission to go to Africa as a missionary uh, as a family. And so that was like not where I was going with my conversation, <laughs> but it was just really exciting because that's a passion he has. And we didn't put that into him. I mean, we probably did in some way, but it, it really was something that just he, we asked the question, he said, you know, what about a mission, you know, to Africa for our family for, you know, could we go for a week? Could we go for a month? And yeah. then they started, as soon as we're done with that, they start saving money. They're like looking for change and they're, wow. you know, so we're, it, it's just something that I couldn't have made that happen. Mm-hmm. That's something that they're just excited about. So that's a success story to me. That is a success story. No doubt when we see our children starting to grow spiritually, that's, that's really what we want. Yeah, I think another thing um, that has come from it, and, you know, it's always hard. If our kids were in public school, would it be any different? Well, you don't know because you're only doing one or the other. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, But I think one thing is because our kids are each other's main playmates, Mm -hmm. they're really pretty close. Not that they can't fight just like any other, you know, kid, but they really are buds, and they really – um, enjoy each other, and we're just now starting to see that more with our five and three year old as well. Our two oldest are are only sixteen months apart, and they are very close. Um, but man, if they're already really good friends, that to me is a huge success thing. I love that. I love seeing them together and creative and caring about each other and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I don't remember where I heard it, but um, if you can. If you can get along with your family, you can get along with anyone else. So if we can, you know, work that out um, now, they're just going to have great success in their other relationships too. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the FamilyLegacyMedia.com and your podcast there and, uh, you know, why you started that, what you hope to achieve, and what people can find there. Yeah, you know, um, FamilyLegacyMedia.com, com was uh, kind of a brainchild of mine, and honestly, it hasn't gone as far as I wanted to go because of just having so many kids, I guess. But I own a, a just a small marketing business, and uh, one of the the things that I do to promote my um, my business is podcasting. Um, and through that, I've created, you know, various things. I've tried to coax my wife into the podcasting world, and and she's done a lot more of the podcasting for the homeschool stuff. I've done more on the business side, but um, but we have. If you go to family media, uh, familylegacymedia.com, you'll see a series of of different um, podcasts that are kind of ideas more than anything. Um, but, uh, just to give you a flavor, um, the courageous podcast, when the courageous movie came out, um, I did just a promo for the courageous podcast and, um, I've never done the podcast, but the response from just the promo, I know I, I need to do that podcast because men have 
uh, it's either the men or their wives that are checking out that podcast for their husbands. But, but there is this, you know, it just dwarfed every other podcast I've ever done. Hmm. And so the greatest podcast was a, a, a big hit that I need to get on and, um, and start talking to men about men's issues and about being good fathers and strong husbands. And, and then the homeschool podcast, um, is something that we kind of want to do like what you're doing. And, uh, we go to a, a homeschool conference in April, uh, through the Minnesota homeschoolers, um, group. And, uh, it's a pretty big conference. And our, our idea was that we would, um, go and interview speakers at these conferences mm-hmm. and because there's so much knowledge and so much experience there. And, um, and so that's another one where we would just love to, to interview awesome people that are doing a great job, just to encourage people and to encourage other families that are thinking about starting homeschooling or, or haven't quite taken that first step or give them ideas on curriculum or, or shortcuts. Yeah. They don't have to figure everything out. And then my wife has a, a podcast that she uh, she's a tremendous podcaster, um, but she doesn't like to get any recognition. So I have to be her cheerleader. Uh, but that's Walking with the Wise. And Walking with the Wise is at FamilyLegacyMedia.com. And uh, she sat down with a number of women who have 14 kids and the most well-behaved kids you, you'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um and just just asking her practical questions. How do you do this with 14 kids? How do you make it work? And getting practical answers. Another uh, a lady who adopted seven children um, and, and with her other three. So they they have ten children, and asking her her story and getting some amazing insight into how it is to homeschool seven children. Um, oh, yeah. So. Uh, and a number of other people too. And so those are the podcasts that we have attempted to do. And my heart would be to do them, you know, a couple times a month. Um, but, uh, with this last little guy, it slowed things down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's working, working, taking care of the kids at this point. Yeah, I understand that. It's a challenge to get everything in. I've got about 10 new projects I want to start myself, but I can't. I've got to let some of them go. <laughs> so I understand how that works. But it sounds like uh, your website then has got uh, something for husbands, something for wives, and something for both together. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the, the idea of it. Um, is it, it really was when I die, I don't want to – not that I'm planning on dying anytime soon. <laughs> my, my wife laughs. Uh, when I die, I don't want to be um, not remembered. And uh, so many people leave this world and they don't leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, technology and with uh, the Internet and with video, uh, and those are things that I have passions for, video and audio. I can, I can leave my kids the story of who I am and give them something to take with them so that they don't have to say, Mom, I don't remember what Dad looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason that that really strikes a chord with me is a number of years ago there was a a shuttle accident where a father died. Um, I don't know if you remember his name, but Rick Husband. Rick Husband. Um, he was he was the shuttle commander pilot, and before he left, he left his kids. He was a very uh, strong Christian man. He left his kids a a bunch of videos that were like devotionals that mm. they were supposed to do while he was in space. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 when his shuttle died, when it crashed and he died on that shuttle, those kids in the interviews talked about how precious that was no for to have their dad in front of a video camera reading the Bible, telling them stories. Um, and so those 10 days became his legacy. Oh, yeah. And so that's, that's what I want to leave for my kids or and my grandkids. Yeah, that that's a great thing. That uh, resonates with my heart, certainly. And with the legacy podcast that I do, um, you know, my, my goal was to be able to um, pass on to the next generation everything that I had so that they could take what they learned and the stuff that I learned and multiply it. And um, and that, that's right. You know, it, your story reminds me of a situation. I went to Romania on a mission trip a while back, and there was a young guy there that was a new Christian, and I was a pastor at the time. And um, I went with a group from another church, and, uh, you know, I thought I was doing pretty good homeschooling my kids and teaching them family devotions and all this kind of stuff. And um, But he had left behind uh, – this is back in the days of tape recorders. He had left behind a tape series for his kids to go through while he was gone in the midst of devotions. And it really kind of put me to shame, made me uh, think – about what I was doing, and uh, a lot of times I was just kind of going through the motions and wasn't really uh, serious about it. So I appreciate and resonate with your heart on that matter. All right, um, so I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say I also um, I have not for probably the last year, but um, blogged for a long time um, on blogging-mama.com, which also mm-hmm. has walking with the wise on it. Um, and kind of the same thing, just the heart to um, just the heart to share women's stories because I think women's stories are so powerful and we learn from mm-hmm. each other so much. And sometimes it's hard because we're disconnected from our families more than we ever have been. So just right. to learn from others that way. Um, and just the reality has become that I haven't been able to keep up with it lately just because I feel like my family has got to be priority over blogging. Um, right. And that's where I am right now. But, but yeah, it's still still there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some valuable uh, information on that, too. And I'll be putting links to all of these in the show notes, of course. So if you're listening in, in the car and you can't jot it down, you can go back later and uh, get the information from the show notes. So. All right. Well, the next uh, section I want to talk about then is just some um, some real quick answers that you can probably provide that would, that would be uh, helpful to homeschoolers. And the first thing is, what's one resource that you would recommend, something that has been really valuable to you in your homeschooling life and uh, that that others might find also uh, helpful? Um, For me, um, one that's been really helpful, just kind of getting a a whole um, picture on what what we really believe and what our take is on homeschooling and why is educating the wholehearted child. Educating the wholehearted child, okay. It's by Clay and Sally Clarkson, mm-hmm. and uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's it's more of a resource. I have not read it from cover to cover or anything, but there's different tests you can take for your kids. It just kind of gives you here's the layout of some of the different philosophies, um, but really from a from a Christian perspective of um, you know why you do what you're doing. Um, the other one that's helpful, just straight from a curriculum philosophy standpoint, it's, um, you know, just if you're trying to figure out what curriculum you're doing would be Kathy Duffy's top 100 picks. Um, okay. but, but yeah, educating the wholehearted child's more of a, 
it gives you the passion and the heart for it. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. So I don't know if you had something to add to that, Kirk, or not, not so much. I think, um, you know, when we go to the homeschool conference, it can be a, a bit overwhelming. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, I would, I would say you could go to a, a conference or to a bookstore for homeschooling and spend an awful lot of money. Um, we don't have a ton of money. And so we're pretty thrifty on that. And Char is great at finding good deals on curriculum at the conference um, with the things that she wants, but then also supplementing at the library, supplementing mm-hmm. um, with uh, you know eBay or Craigslist. Right. And just be creative. Um, some things we've shared with other homeschool families where we're able to trade back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't have to you know cost. Sometimes can be scary for people. Right. Um, I'm self-employed, and uh, and we don't make a ton of money. We make a comfortable living, but um, you don't have to be rich or have you know two jobs to or you know it, it, it's possible for the average family to be be able to do it. And if you have a good job um, and you can allow your wife to stay at home and she has a passion for it, then I would encourage um, taking those next steps to. Um, to to see what happens, and uh, and you can start any time. You know, if you're, we have friends who their kids are have you know needs at certain times, and they decide that they're going to homeschool for that year because their mm-hmm. daughter's going through some teenage preteen type stuff, and they would rather her deal with that with family than with other teenagers and kind of you know go through that um, with other influences that maybe wouldn't be appropriate. So, you know, just be creative. There's no rule book. Um, in Wisconsin, it's very easy to do. And uh, um, you have to be self-disciplined. And, you, you know, you don't want to, to just say, oh, I'm going to do it and then go shopping every day and never actually check a book. Um, that's the nightmare story. But if you have the discipline to actually go ahead and make it happen, you, the average stay-at-home mom or even dad can certainly be a homeschooled parent. And, um, and uh, you know, Char is the first to say it helps to have some education background, but it's certainly not necessary. And there are some very successful homeschooled moms that that have just regular schooling. And so it's, it's very encouraging. Yeah, it is. And one thing that I have been really encouraged by, and you can probably relate to this because you you kind of alluded to it already, is that there's so many resources available that are free that, there you know, there's really no no need for a family to, you know, mortgage their house, so to speak, <laughs> to, to educate their children. Uh, there's just so much available that, um, you know, audio-visual audio visual things online as well as written material online, old classic books, all that kind of stuff is available for free, and uh, it's, a, it's a great resource. So. All right, next question is, uh, what are you really excited about right now? This could be well, in your home school or in your family or or uh, about the future of education or, you know, anything like that. We are, um, because my husband's self-employed, it gives us a little different um, spin on things, too, in that we have some flexibility that some other people don't. So not only do we have his flexibility, but also the flexibility um, with our with our kids not being attached to a school schedule. Mm-hmm. So 
we, not in the immediate future, but at some point we really want to, we have, we have kids out here with us, um, but we love to take a month-long RV trip and just, okay, we're going to do American history, we're going out to the East Coast, we're going to be, you know, hitting Gettysburg and going to Plymouth Rock and, and just doing it on the road. So that's one thing as a family and as our kids get a little bit older, we're, we're excited to do, um, again, not in the real immediate future. Um, but yeah, at some point we, we would love to just do that. And I, you know, kind of piggybacking on the last question, um, it, it, it is just so much of school is just living life, you know, mm-hmm. it's planting the garden, it's cooking the recipes, it's, you know, my husband is, he doesn't necessarily do the curriculum piece of it, but um, he is great about the kids ask a question and he's drawing pictures and explaining to them yeah. all the ins and outs of everything. So um, so that's really what's, what it's, it's not let's sit down and have school, although you might have right. that in your schedule. It's the, wow, we just live life and include our kids in that. Oh, that's great. That That reminds me, if you've been to my website, you'll see, uh, my my favorite quote, homeschooling quote, is really not a homeschooling quote, but it's from uh, one of the uh, uh, patriarchs of homeschooling, Greg Harris. And he said that uh, parents don't need to spend more time with their children. Children need to spend more time with their parents. Mm-hmm. And he explained that by saying a lot of times when parents think they need to spend more time with their children, it means, you know, playing a board game with them or going out and hitting the ball or whatever, which is all fine too. But really what children need to do is they need to – come alongside their dad when he's working, come alongside their mom when she's cooking, you know, whatever, and learn how to be an adult. And that's, yeah. and that's, there's a lot of growth that takes on with that. And that cannot be accomplished uh, when the kids are eight hours a day away from home. Yeah. Because there's just not enough time to, to disciple them like that. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the kids would be fried out by the time they got home. So, because even, oh, yeah. even doing chores for us is, is I can't imagine – having the same level of amount of chores that they would be doing if they were gone that amount of time. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. All right. Well, what advice would you give to uh, uh, homeschoolers? And I want to particularly gear this towards somebody who is considering homeschooling. They're, they're not currently doing it. And uh, whether they, they have their kids in, in a different environment, public or private school, or whether they haven't, you know, they've got kids that are kindergarten and they're considering whether or not to send their kids to school, what advice would you give them? Um, I wrote one blog post that seemed to really resonate with people, and it was just that you are qualified to teach your own children. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I don't like telling people that I have an education degree because I think they think, oh, well, then you can do it, but I can't. Right. And I don't think that that is true at all. Yeah. Um, and I think we get, we think because someone's put four years into schooling that they can do it, they can't do it because they haven't done that um, in education. And the thing is, when I explain to people how much of my education process was in dealing with you know, um, paperwork and how do you um, deal with 30 kids in a classroom? How are you differentiating your instruction? And, you know, how many times did we have to talk about all those things that don't apply to homeschooling at all? Right, exactly. And one intrinsic thing that that is there for you as a mom and a dad is you you care for your child so much more than you can sure. care for somebody else's child. And you can be the best teacher in the world, love your students, you know, completely, but you still, there's still something there about your own children and right. you want them to 
success and you're, it's going to happen. Um, it might look different. So I would just encourage people to start from a place of, of knowing that you are qualified and it's not even about finding the right curriculum. There's so much good stuff out there. You just need to, to find what works for you and your family and do it and, and, and make it go. Um, the one other thing is that you need to make sure that you and your husband are on the same page. If mm-hmm. your husband just yeah. is not there and not into homeschooling, I would say step back, pray about it. It's not going to go anywhere if it's just you pushing. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that's not a good example to the kids. So as hard as that might be, I would say that unity, husband and wife, and and respecting where he's at comes first. Um, and, and just, yeah, stepping back and praying about it, but then go for it. You, God has put you in command, um, uh, in, in charge of your children and, and you can do it. Yeah, that's good. And you'd probably agree with me with this statement that when you first start, um, it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're in year five. It's not, there's no day that per- is perfect. I know two days look alike. And it's going to be stumbling. But also the other thing I don't think sometimes people realize in public school, the kids are there six hours a day, seven hours a day, depending on um, how much is actual sit-down right. time is so small yeah. um, because, you know, kids have to stand in line. They have to go to the bathroom. They're doing lunch. They're doing recess. They're Waiting dealing with the kids to finish their work. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's so different. So we are able to accomplish so much more, so much faster. Yeah. Um, and it's at their level. It's right exactly. where they're at. That's good. All I right, think, very good. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think sometimes parent, uh, having an education background can be a negative, too, because you, you want to fit into a box. Right. And think that your kids, you try and replicate in, in some non-educated um, you know, elementary ed people do this too. They think, well, I'm going to homeschool. So they bring their school home. And so you'll set up a desk and you'll have a chalkboard. And that kind of defeats the whole purpose of, of homeschooling to, um, you know, I've heard of, of homeschool moms who um, had their, uh, had their kids call them by their last name. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, the whole, <laughs> You're missing the point. Um, And so I would just say, uh, you know, sometimes not having that idea in your head and figuring it out can make it more creative and more exciting for your kids. And uh, as long as you're getting the work done and you're, um, they're learning and enjoying, then you're going to have a good time. But uh, it it also comes down to not listening to the negative people because Mm -hmm. if you're, family is not into homeschooling and you say, hey, I'm thinking of uh, homeschooling, you'll probably get some negative feedback. You might have oh, yeah. people at your church who think that that's crazy or, um, you know, not good for the kids or you'll hear the standard, you know, what about socialization stuff? Uh, sure. You have to make that decision for yourself. And when you do, and if it's prayerful and you've thought about it, you'll make the right decision and God will bless it. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we did, and, and we love it. There's times where I think it would be great not to have the kids home quite so much, but uh, <laughs> but I would never want to send them to school right. so, any more, you know, than I would ever want to go back to a, a job. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I will say that I think that the uh, criticism of homeschooling is uh, slowly dissipating. 
as uh, homeschoolers are demonstrating that they are capable of working in society better than others sometimes and uh, certainly are are able to conduct themselves well and, and everything else. I think some of the criticisms are, are going away, which is good. You know, I was talking to uh, just today uh, a new homeschool mom, and this goes back to your, your situation of, of uh, trying to make school in home. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, this is her first year of homeschooling, and uh, she was talking about how she, she can't get everything done because she's trying to teach the kids music and art and I mean, the guy's in second grade, and you know, her students in second grade, and you know she's trying to do all this, all these lessons according to the lesson plan, and fit in music and art and all. This. And I said, look, just do reading, math, and writing, and the rest. I mean, if they want to color, let them color, but they can do that on their own. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're you're trying to push too much into it. And uh, what she was trying to do is she was trying to fit in all the school academic subjects that they go to in school at home, and it just it wasn't working out for her. So. That's yeah, and, and there's a myth that there's gaps in education. I mean, there's no way public, private, or at home, you're not going to cover it all. Right. So everybody's got gaps in their education. And the thing is, if you can put a foundation of a love of learning yes, and the ability to find the information you want to find, yes, you're there. Yeah, the you're skills, there. the skills necessary to acquire the knowledge, that's really what the focus should be. Yeah, exactly. And and the other thing is learning is natural. It right. is a natural your kids learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. They also will learn how to read. It might be slower than you like, mm-hmm. but that's beauty too. They don't feel the pressure of, wow, I'm in third grade and everyone's reading way further right. than I am. They, right. they have no sense when they're home, and it's great. Sure. So just putting more books in front of them, reading to them a ton, those would be, yeah, read, read, read. That's a huge, a huge thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate y'all's time, and uh, we've we've been uh, plenty of time on here. But uh, just uh, by way of closing, uh, tell us how we might be able to contact you or the listeners might be able to get in touch with you if they want to or learn more about you, that kind of thing. Sure. Well, for uh, anybody who's interested in uh, the idea of a legacy for uh, their family, they can go to familylegacymedia.com. And uh, my wife's blog is blogging-mama.com. And uh, there's links to us on Facebook and email and that those types of things on all those websites. Okay, fantastic. And uh, Kirk and Shar, I do appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for giving your advice and uh, spending your time, and, and, ho- and hopefully it will be of, of hope to the homeschooling community. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about what was covered in this show as well as all the other shows, go to homeschoolhope.com.